Hello everyone! It is Saturday, October 14th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two to sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I am Chelsea Davidson. This episode is not sponsored by Reese's Pieces, which, you know, neither here nor there. Why Reese's Pieces? Is, is it the colors? Is that what you're going for? Yeah. So We don't so like pumpkin that much. Last week was Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, so we're just, you know, talking about Canadian Thanksgiving. And, uh, and this just came to our yeah. minds. Yeah, so I guess this is what you think of when you... You know what? I see it. It's well, orange and yellow and brown. To be fair, I, all I it's was... It's like full colors. What I could... All I could think of was the fact that we don't particularly like pumpkin. You and oh, I don't. Oh, and you're trying to avoid like a pumpkin flavor thing. And we also aren't the biggest fans of apple. No pumpkin Unless pie? we sat here just you like don't chunking. don't want to cake into pumpkin pie? Chunking. <laughs> like... <laughs> And I call it chunking because when you bite an apple, you get a whole chunk. So chunking an apple or trying to eat pumpkin pie. Chunking an apple? Yeah. You know, when you bite into an apple and you get like a whole chunk, you chunk it. Anyway. Okay. Reese's Pieces is all the colors of Thanksgiving and none of the pumpkin or apple negotiation. Yeah. Negotiate. <laughs> Don't have to negotiate with the pumpkin. Anyway. So now is the perfect time to tell you all that we spoil things during our podcast. So leave now or forever prepare for pop culture spoilers. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, each week we will talk about pop culture artifacts that have shaped us uh, and why they are memorable to us. And we also have a fan theory fight club where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And last but not least, this week, I am in charge of it, but go ahead. Uh, we play a quick round of Twist the Sister where one of us loves something the other hates. And we open it up to a poll for you, our lovely listeners, to decide which sister is right. The decision is fairly easy, but you know, we leave it up to you. Some people so like to get mad So that our egos can steadily blow up. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been winning a lot lately. I don't know where you think you're winning like, anything. Time after time. I think the only only You know what it is? You dig your heels in more and I'm learning to just let you It's have the shining. Stuff. I think I you actually turned me against the shining when I was supposed to turn you towards it. Oh yeah. The more, didn't we, work. the more we spoke, the more I was convinced. It didn't work. <laughs> but I didn't like it very much to begin with, so. Anyway, um, I, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, we'll start off with, I, you know what, I know that. We're, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving-ish yeah, their thanks Their Thanksgiving energy is, yeah. is more the aesthetic we're Give going the for. Give them the Thanksgiving vibes. A little yeah. harvesty. Harvesty I think our bit. fan theory one that we talk about definitely gives off Thanksgiving energy. I haven't seen our Twisted Sister, but the first one. I saw both versions before you saw hold on, the one hold you want to talk about. You haven't seen? Is this two weeks running that yes. you have not seen two weeks the film? In a row. Holy shit, this is another slam dunk for Chi Chi. Alright, okay. go ahead. So the first uh I wanna say movies because you wanna talk about one of them, but I wanna talk about both of them. The movies we will be talking about is, is Little Women. I've always known I would marry Rich. Why should I be ashamed of that? It's nothing to be ashamed of. As long as you love him. Well, I believe we have some power over who we love. It isn't something that just happens to a person. I think the poets might disagree. Well, I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And as a woman, there's no way for me to make my own money. Not enough to earn a living or to support my family. And if I had my own money, which I don't, that money would belong to my husband the moment we got married. And if we had children, they would be his, not mine. They would be his property. So don't sit there and tell me that marriage isn't an economic proposition because it is. It may not be for you, but it most certainly is for me. 
So, okay, let's just preface this. I, despite being a 90s child, have not seen the 90s version Me with Winona and Kirsten Dunst. I haven't seen that. Meanwhile, I saw that when I was like 10. I was 10 or 12, and I saw it. We had the VHS. And I watched that. I do want to point something interesting out. I when we get to loved the new it. One. I loved it. So much so that I was going to go and read the book until I found out that everyone that reads the book says it's boring as shit. So then I went, mm, maybe not. <laughs> no offense to the writer, because she made something that was classic enough that people just keep adapting it. You haven't read the book? No. Because I'm worried that people are right. I own the book. The book... Or, you know what? I think I gave you the... If I gave you the fucking you book, haven't given the me book the book back to me. You have not given me the book. You have not given me the book. I would have read it. Have I'm you given me the book? I almost guarantee you. It's not on my Chelsea, shelf right there. I pay attention I've to the things the you give book. me. I keep them separate from everything else. Mm, anyway. Yeah, as a, I'm, I plan not to read it, but I refuse to give it back category. Yeah. No. Is that a special shelf that you have in your... No, not like that. No, like I'm, I compartmentalize things. Anyway, point is, we're talking about Little Women. You want to talk about Greta Gerwig's... But I Can also I want to in? talk about the 90s one and do a bit of a compare and contrast because I've experienced both. I will let both. you speak to the 90s one, which is a weird set, and I'm going to speak to the modern one. But I have a compare and contrast. Okay, give me 30 seconds then just to talk about my experience because it's about the experience and not a compare and contrast. We're not writing an essay here. Okay, so interesting you little factoid. I love going to the movies. I'm a big fan of doing that. And um, COVID hurt like a bitch because I couldn't. And... Um, I was one of those people, like, the second they reopened, like, the restrictions were lifted, I was in there watching old-timey movies. I shouldn't say old-timey, because they're not really that old, but retro hits um, for $5 a piece. I was going in, and I was like, this is the best deal I've ever had. And I actually paid for them, <laughs> even though I owned most of them. Is this the best them. deal? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I just really wanted the cinemas to stay. And, um... Oh, yeah. There was, I believe, just... If I get my timing right... I believe it was just prior to the restrictions being either reinforced or enforced for the first time. Um, I had the option to see either the movie Cats hmm. or, hmm. yeah, that, that movie Cats, hmm. uh, or Little Women. And I was so on the fence. I was like, but it's, a, it's by Tom Hooper. It's got all these people in the... Oh, he always gets nominated. Oh, damn it. You know what? I really like Greta Gerwig. Let's go see Little Women. I like pretty much everyone in it and I took my husband to go see it and he is not a period piece movie and this to him would qualify as a period piece he sat and was just completely enthralled. enraptured yeah just enthralled with the movie I've never seen him so focused on something that would typically like isn't his tur niche. turn yeah turn isn't his something he likes turn his stomach yeah and he loved it. I don't know if it's because we were in the theater and he really had no other option, but he was really, really into it. And when we talk about it now, he still talks about it in very, very fondly as well. Makes for sense. me, for me, even though I knew of Florence Pugh, this was the movie for me that I was like, I know the other actors with the exception of, um... Where that plays back? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think they had I, a theme for the 90s yeah. one as well. Yeah, I, I very no much knew to her in, the 90s. in this film, and they, they had a good pedigree. Except for Florence Pugh, I knew that she was a good indie actress, but this was the movie where I watched and I was like, oh my god, this girl is amazing. Like, this is an amazing role for her. Not to discredit any of them, because they're, they're all fantastic, but watching her, there are some lines in the movie. Can I, can I quote a little bit? Go to town. Okay, so... There are two quotes that really stick out 
for me. Maybe I might even. You can search them up. I, no, actually, I have them. I have okay. Them. I, I was going to say that actually leads into something I will be discussing as well when yeah. I'm doing my compare and contrast. There's great quotes all throughout this movie, just to be fair. But something about Florence Pugh's character, because Florence Pugh's character, for some people, very unlikable. Some people really don't like her character. You're literally and, going right into what I'm going to And mention. really, really are like adamantly, adamantly against her character. Um, however,. I think just due to her acting and the nuances that were given, which is very much owed to Greta Gerwig's writing as well, because Greta Gerwig wrote an amazing, amazing adaptation where it didn't just run through the story, but rather ran back and forth in such a way that was very, um, nar like, narrative-wise, the structure was incredible. Again, my husband hates that narrative structure and yet loved this movie, so how I managed to keep him, like, there is shocking to me because he's like, I hate it when they go back and forth and shit. You can never really keep track unless they put the date at the bottom. It's just so confusing sometimes. I love when they there? do that. Are they not? Are they there? Are we telling it from somebody else's perspective? This is shit. Like he gets very, very I do. I, 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 this is separate, a separate thing. I do like when, pe when films do that, when they put little dates or even if it's like a jokey one, like what did I, I watched something recently. Um, oh, I watched the sisters brothers. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Not as good as I thought it was going to be. Cause I, I heard really, it's a great book. I was very excited because you had Joaquin Phoenix, you know, John C. Riley, Jake Gyllenhaal, Riz Ahmed. Like, all of this. I love Riz Ahmed. All of this was blending quite how well for How me. big a role does Riz Ahmed have? And that's really my decider of whether or not I watched the The only movie. way I can explain the Sisters Brothers is you have Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley having their own thing going on. Mm -hmm. And you have Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed got their own thing going on. And then in the last, like, half hour of the movie, they come together. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'll watch it. So we're, we're distracted. Anyway, point being, Very distracted. Um, one of the things that happened in that was they turned around and said something and then it was something like a little farther south and it just cracked me up because it was like places where they are. It was like 18 whatever, Ohio, and then a little farther south. Yeah. And that, I, I, I always you love that. Subtitling? Even if, even if it's like a joke one in that situation, I also appreciate that. It's like, it's like that. The, it was fun when it's like 12 hours later, yeah. like things like that. Well, so I don't even need that. I could just have the, like, Hawaiian music, and it comes up on the screen. That works yeah. for me, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Back on track. Back on track. So, Florence Pugh plays Amy March, who, for some, unlikable. However, there is a line in this movie that really completely roots me differently. And that is the line when she interacts with Lori. Oh. So, Lori, um... Is a boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just a quick briefing on yeah. anyone who doesn't Lori know the story. Is, is either Christian Bale or Timothy Chalamet, depending on which version you're watching. Timothy Chalamet is the one I'm talking about, the more modern version, yeah. the Greta Gerwig version. I saw young Again, Christian Greta Bale. Gerwig, Greta Gerwig wrote Barbie movies, so you know where <laughs> I fall. You know she was going to have them in the movie, Cersei Ronan and him, but then, you know, things didn't work out, so they weren't in it. She was going to have like, a little cameo. She had, she had her in uh, Lady Bird. She was going to have a bit of a cameo yeah. thing, but then she didn't do it. Anyway. Um, that's shocking. Anyway, so Amy March decides the, the family is kind of divided between the two that are more likely to have a skill set and those that are more likely to just purely marry. And that is kind of how the, the sisters, not not explicitly stated, but kind of intuitively stated. The whole stated, reason this happens, kind of though, is because of the it. grandmother. The grandmother's the reason played this by happens. Mar played by the Meryl Streep. Yes. Um, and you find that's that... That's why this is occurring. And you find that the, the two... Because she wants, she wants There's someone... There's a sense of independence with both Amy and, yeah. and Joe. 
but and, they had very different ways of doing it. Very, very different sisters, but at the same time, they both have this this independent drive, drive that is that is a little bit missing from the other two sisters. Like they do have their own things, but it, it's less so there. And and you'll see, like you, it's hard to explain. You would see it and feel it in the movie. It's an experience. I think it's more about. I think the film a very big uh, theme in it is I'm ambition. Never gonna get to my point. To do with what you're saying, I think it's the ambition. <laughs> Because Amy and uh, Joe, both of those characters, right away know that to be a woman is they one thing. School. But if they want to have they a rich school. life, they their version, their version of a rich life, they want to have certain things, and that's yeah. the ambition that isn't there for the other. Rich, two. not just in wealth, but rich in in experience. Yeah, and and their grandmother. Like they want. They both want an adventure. And their grandmother is is thinking about. You know, one of them finding is a going good to mar marriage, finding a good marriage well. to keep everything successful in the family. Because she's not, she's fairly well off, but you want to marry correctly. You want to make sure that you make the right decision, and blah blah blah. So there's all these pressures that they. And the mom is like super nice all the time. She's just yeah. like, oh, I have to leave for a couple weeks. Go check on your she's dad. A she's a nurse. Yeah, she? she's a nurse. I'm pretty yeah, but sure. isn't the dad away at war or somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I'm, so she yeah. has to go and see him and come back and go away and come back. So it's, it's and they spent most them of raising life, each other. Yeah, they spent most of their life sort of, um, but they haven't, they have a, I, I wouldn't say nanny of sorts, but somebody who's there for them when they're younger as well. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so, dear God. Okay, so um, Amy is talking to Lori, and now Lori is the son the of a neighboring family, fairly well off. They're, they're, not, they're not poor by any means. Um, far, far more well off than the March sisters. Um... But Amy has gone off to Paris because she's going to pursue painting. She's going to learn from the French And how, um, how to be painters. a lady. It's like finishing school. Yeah, how to be a lady. Basically, this is her last hurrah before she finds an appropriate marriage. Um, and when she does so, um, her, her grandmother or whatever, Meryl, will be very, very pleased about this situation. Are you taking the Reese's Pieces away from me? Considering you've held them and I haven't got to eat one yet? Yes. Yeah, that's fine. I, I have to grab on. So, um... So she's in the midst of painting, and and she's waiting for a date to arrive. But while she's there, she's talking to Lori, who happens to also, because he's wealthy... Are you talking about the how do I be, look thing? Be vacationing. Fucking love that. Be vacationing in Paris as well. And she's painting in her studio, and she says to him, well, I believe we have some power over who we love. It isn't something that just happens to a person. And Lori, played by Timothy Chalamet, turns around and says, well, I think the poets might disagree. Mm. Because he... He's he does a lot. He has a lot of growth. Let's just say that. Um, and Amy, in response to that, she takes she, she's kind of shook by it. She goes, "Well, I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And as a woman, I have I'm I'm really ruining this because her delivery is so perfect. And as a woman, I have no way to make money, uh, not enough to earn a living and support my family. Even if I had my own money, which I don't, it would belong to my husband the minute we were married. Mm -hmm. If we had children, they would belong to him, not me." They would be his property, so don't sit there and tell me that marriage isn't an economic proposition, because it is. It may not be for you, but it most certainly is for me. And it's really the first time we hear her say something of this nature. Even though she's got that ambition, she's feisty and But and the that whole kind of reason thing, that you haven't heard her time. say stuff like this is because in the household, Joe is the one that's like radical feminist for the time. Yeah. Because let's be real, all of them were just marrying random dudes and farmers. 
but she was like, I want to go live a life, and women have minds, and they're not just someone that you love, you know, it's the more, they're more, and it just makes me so upset. That's how Joe is all the time. And yet you have lines coming out of Amy, things like, I want to be great or nothing. Yeah. But Amy, and yet it's more subtle. Amy is the one that really pushes against Joe because yeah, they don't get along because yeah. they're both so they're similar, but they're so similar driven, in mind, so driven, but different personality. Incompatible to be buddies. Yeah, yeah, but they they want to be like they they all have a very strong foundation of their sisterhood and their family, um, despite buddy heads quite a bit. Um, and then uh, this is the second line and I just want to do it in contrast this is this is the kind of person Amy is as well she's an artist remember so she's at one point she says I'm making a mold of my foot for Lori to remind him I have nice feet <laughs> I love that line as well just because it's so funny and delivered by Florence Pugh it is a completely different tone there's something so sweet and innocent about the way she says it and it just conveys so much about her fondness for Lori oh yeah um Anyway, I'm not going to go into the details because I don't want to ruin this movie, but it definitely has a vibe to it. And for some reason, I get a very, like, it's half Christmas and it's half Thanksgiving. And I believe at one point they celebrate Thanksgiving. Mm. And so I I kind of rope this into that type of, like, that time of year. See, the movie for me is that season between fall and winter, that, like, little weird middle ground yeah. where it's starting to snow, but it's still warm enough that you can go outside in just a light jacket. Yeah. That's the feel that I have, which is the fall wintry thing. But I digress. There are so many movies that kind of fall into the Thanksgiving piece that I that I could have touched upon. Like we, I could have spoke about. It's a shame we had already covered Gilmore Girls because Gilmore Girls is the most fall thing my, ever. My fa uh, the Family Stone, I think, has a bit of a. I think it's no Family Christmas. Stone's Christmas. Family is really? Stone is hella Christmas. Okay, fine, fine. We'll get it Christmas. Hella Christmas. We're talking in a couple of weeks about. A, a certain John Candy movie that is very much Thanksgiving themed. Oh yeah. Um, and then uh, just before we started this one, I said, "Oh my God, we should have talked about Adam's Family Values because there's the whole scene with like the the Native Americans and uh, versus when the Pilgrims versus the Pilgrims." With um. Oh yes, yes, it's coming back to you now. And, and no, all I can I, think no, about it's is Hensley in the big turkey costume going. I, Eat me! Do, yeah. do, 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 do. Uh, what is his name? <laughs> David Krumholtz? Uh, I love him yes. in that. I love yeah. David Krumholtz in general. Yeah, I yeah. think he's like my Mark Ruffalo. Have you watched I really do. Too? Yes, I've seen some of it. Anyway, yeah. now I need to go into what I wanted to talk oh, about. If you, if you love him, that's that's how you would love him. He's just... Phenomenal. You know what I haven't seen, though? Numbers that he did. I want to see numbers. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm thinking... I'm not thinking of Krumholtz. I'm oh. Are you getting distracted, John? Yeah, no, I'm thinking of... Uh, Oh my goodness! Peter McNichol? Peter McNichol! I'm thinking of Peter McNichol. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, David Crumholtz together, is, is from uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right anyway. 10 Things I Hate About You. Anyway, back on track. I know, I haven't seen so, numbers either. I did a bit of a compare and contrast mentally when I was thinking about what I wanted to... Because you've actually seen Because I've one. seen them both. So when I found out that Greta Gerwig was doing Little Women, I was really <laughs> hesitant to see it. Like, I love Greta I Gerwig. I do like Greta Gerwig, but I was really hesitant because of how much I Why? love Winona Ryder. Just hit after hit. In the 90s one. Are so, you a woman? Are you a woman? Oh my god, shut up. How can you not love Greta? You're killing me. Thanks, Greta, for everything you've given to us. So Ignore Daisy. She's given us nothing. So, my notes, the very first thing I want to talk about is oh, Amy. She gave us Reese's Pieces. So, in Greta Gerwig, in her version, mm -hmm. the, uh, the correct Pugh, version, 
at having Florence Pugh be Amy made her way more likable. Because when I watched Kirsten Dunst be Amy, <laughs> I really hated Amy. And that's, that's, I don't know if that's necessarily Kirsten Dunst's fault. I think that's how the character was written. Why Kirsten Dunst isn't cast in more slightly villainous roles is beyond me. Because she plays a villain so, so well. She was, she was in a season of Fargo. Yeah, and I've seen it. Yeah. Can well, I get she's back a on pseudo-villain. She's not perfectly villainous. But I love it. Yeah. So the Christian Dunst, great villain. um, But I think it's not her fault. Like I think they didn't write Amy as well as Greta Greta Gerwig. Of course not, because Greta Gerwig. And I think that was the issue because when you watch the '90s one, you're so caught up on the fact that Amy's character at one point takes Joe's work and literally throws it in a fire, and you're like, Uh, they do that that in both movies, and they do it in both of them. But because they follow Amy more in Greta Gerwig's than they do in the 90s one. All you see Amy grow. All four of them, they do. No, but in the 90s one, they don't follow Amy as like as much no, as... No, it's Joe's story, almost. Okay. You haven't seen it, so stop talking. <laughs> anyway, um, the other thing that I think is really unfair <laughs> is that people always talk, you even kind of said it yourself, that Meg March and Beth March... That they both are not the, like, ambitious, you know, driven ones out of the four of them. They get married. So so they just blend into the background. I completely disagree with that, and I hate that that's what it gets pushed onto. In the 90s one, granted, I can't remember who Who? played Meg, but um, I know her face, but I don't know who the hell she is. I'm on it. I'm on the case. Um, Anyway... Her story is very brief, if you have, if you want my opinion on the 90s one. It seemed very brief before, you know, she's married and she's off living her own life. But I think it was very important what uh, Emma Watson says at one point as Meg March, because she plays Meg in this one. I really like Trini Alvarado. I actually know this woman. I just don't remember why. I know, right? Anyway, back on track. Where's she from? So she says, uh, this is paraphrasing because it's not exactly what she says, but at one point Joe is trying to get Meg, because Meg's a good actress, to abandon the idea of marriage and just go off with her to the city and go be an actress while she goes and writes stuff. And she turns around and sits her down and says, you know, bitch listen basically, and says, just because my dreams aren't the same as yours doesn't make them less important. And I think that is so important because yeah. that is very true it's to how the movies take it. You took it the same way. It's also way. a very feminist statement to make, that you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do, and it doesn't have to be that you become president. Yeah. You can be whatever you want to be, and that means that you don't have to take but that But you road. you said the same thing, though, that Annie and Joe are the ones that want to go out and have, you know, They're experiences. They're very ambitious. And ambitious. But that doesn't mean that Meg and Beth aren't also that their really relevant. Aren't as important. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough, fair enough. And people always have them blend in the background. Out of the four sisters, I'm just being a generalist. You realize, like, just yeah. to get for the sake of getting yeah. through this summary. I think I'm as heated about this as I am because I like Meg March the most. I relate to her the most because I feel like in which one, both. Well, she's Claire she Danes needs... plays Beth. Yeah. Oh my God, Chelsea, you don't even know. Um, I'm glad she dies. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so devastating. Because I didn't I'm know. I'm not a huge fan of Because I didn't know she was going to die. Like, I forgot Rachel mentions it when they were reading the book in Friends. <laughs> Completely left my brain. So I was sitting there and I was, like, I was like, Beth's getting sick, guys. Beth is getting really sick. 
And then Beth was dying, and I was like, why is Beth dying? What is happening? Because I told you I was like 10 or 12. I did not see You're that very coming. emotionally shook. Yeah, because uh, the rest of them were like going off and having shit happen. And like, they forgot about Beth. Yeah. Beth was dying. Beth's playing the piano over there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that really hurt me. Beth, as a result, tends to fall into the background, other than the fact that like she's shockingly... Well, not as shockingly anymore, because everyone knows about it nearly. She, but she, she dies. She dies. Surprise. She dies. And it's so sad, but it also is a good... I wouldn't even say it's necessarily a catalyst, but it kind of brings all of them back together, because they are all she is slowly drifting away. She's very much a glue, yes. They're all slowly drifting apart and living their own lives. Yeah. And her death makes them all come back and be like, we need to value what we have, because we're not four anymore. We're now down to three. Um, Gotta point out something amazing here. This is this is some incredible incredible shit. Both actresses they have play Marmee March, which is the mother of the of this the girl. Laura Dern and Susan, Susan Sarandon. Sarandon. Yeah. Yeah. Both women are incredible. They play differently actresses. as well. Okay, this is what I want to know. Go go tell me. Tell Personally, me more. I like Susan Sarandon as the mother more. Why? Because I think I just, I liked, she felt more like a mother to me. Like, Laura Dern, for me, felt like it was like, bye kids. But it, but it and seems... like, ditch town. But doesn't it seem more authentic for her to be that way? For, for the girls to be that way? Because at the time period, it wouldn't make sense for them to be that way inclined. I, I don't know. I just, I felt, I felt more comforted by Susan Sarandon playing the mom. You just want Susan Sarandon to be your mom, is what I, I'm getting at. No, this. it's not even and that. Laura Dern, not so much. Laura Dern, I find, I don't know if it's because of Jurassic Park. I find her to be quite cold. I don't know why. You know, you know what? Where I find her cold? Marriage story. Marriage story. I yeah. was going to say, as the lawyer. Yeah. She was kind of cold in that, but, but I, I still, I loved her character. I'm having one heck of a time trying to open my drink here. You okay. Open that for me? Uh, let me continue. So that was the one thing I wanted to talk about about how important Meg marches. That was so simple, Chelsea. I can't even look at you now. Take your drink. Thank you. I, I was expecting an issue, and that was like... Bop. I'm glad there's no visuals in podcasts. Because <laughs> that I, would that be was embarrassing. Bit, it's a bit of a struggle. And you just open it... You're, like, it using your shirt. Yeah, I used my shirt. I really, like, bore down on it at one point. So my drink is now open for me. Um. Anyway, uh, back on track. That being said, uh, Meg, I think Greta Gerwig's Meg and Greta Gerwig's Beth were better, but I think, uh, um, and, sorry, Amy and Meg were better in the new version. I liked Winona Ryder more than I liked Cersei Roman. Wait, Amy and Meg were better? Meg? Yes. Emma Watson and Florence Pugh were better than her, I can't remember, <laughs> and Kirsten Dunst. Trini and, and Kirsten. Yeah. Okay. And I think it, I once again, I think it was just, they didn't pay you attention think to those characters. they were better written by Greta. Yeah. That's and what, I think it gave it a window to be better. all of the characters were That's better That's what I'm getting written. to. Beth is about the same in both. Because once again, I think no one really cares about Beth other than the fact that she brings them back together. Beth, yeah. Beth has to die in order for the She's basically to Elmer's glue, just <laughs> as a person. Yeah. But the glue only gets released upon death. Yeah. <laughs> and the one thing that I think is very important is... I don't like Cersei Ronan's Beth as much as I like Winona Ryder's. Why? I like Cersei you, Ronan. I want to point out, I really do like I Cersei Ronan. I loved you her in like Brooklyn. Winona Ryder more. I loved her in Brooklyn. I love her in Lovely Bones. Lovely Bones freaking breaks my heart. Um, but yeah. Winona Ryder has a certain way about her. She feels more human to me than Cersei does. Because Cersei at moments is so... More fallible. She's so... Well. 
She's so like pig headed. Like she's so... got tunnel vision. That's what yeah. my issue is. It's like yeah. she can't see anything but what she wants, she... and it makes her unlikable for me. Winona Ryder has those ambitions, but she's not completely immune and unaware of everything else. Well, I can see that. Like Cersei Ronan, straight up when Lori's like, Lori's like, Joe, I love you. She's like, bro, we're friends. Leave me alone. Like that's how Cersei Ronan played it. With Winona Ryder, it was so hard to tell if she was actually going to be with like, Lori or not because she was so torn between wanting the life of sure her own and also being in love with if, Lori. If it was set in modern times, sure. Oh, excuse me. Cersei Ronan would be the kind of person who would like hit him in the dick. Yeah. Like, you know, like like full tap and run away. Yeah. She's like that like kind bros. of energy <laughs> with Lori, and and like that's what I envision when I see their relationship. And he looks at her like. Love you. Yeah. Come back. It's it's Barbie and Ken energy. But I think it's Barbie you know and what Ken it is? energy. I think Timothy Chalamet and Christian Bale as Laurie both fall in love with Joe because they oh, love Christian her mind. Bale? He it's before he's all yeah. dirty. He's kinda cute. Um once again it's like it's Dead Poet Society Christian Bale, like cutie Christian Bale, not like you know, later. Who said who said cutie? Whatever. Not me. Anyway, uh, I per I personally like Winona Ryder more. He says he's in love with my mind. Anyway. So what? Um, we, so we have a serious Joe and Lord relationship where, bolt up. <laughs> um, that being said, even though I like Winona Ryder more, that's not to discredit Cersei Ronan. And I told you her whole thing where she's just like, women have minds and they have feelings. And just because, you know, you can I'm be so a wife. I'm so sick and yeah. tired yeah. of it's you It's used all me. the time. It's yeah. all over social media all the time. What? Um, the, uh, I'm so sick and tired thing? I don't yeah. know what social media you're on, but half the shit you I talk about. I see it constantly. I think the algorithm is really focused on what you're focused on because I am not getting the same memes you are. Anyway, um, oh last thing I wanted to touch on was the whole Timothy Chalamet versus Christian Bale, Lori <laughs> thing. This whole podcast has been about little women. We haven't talked about anything else. I, well, we'll go into the next <laughs> thing soon. Uh, I do think technically Christian Bale is good the better Lori. Like, let's just say, like, good I think movie. he acted better Christian Bale did than Timothy <gasps> Chalamet did. No, if it's Timothy Chalamet, he's a great Why? actor. But I think that Timothy Chalamet held his own. And he's even sweeter to Amy, and you can see that their love story is something that not only has potential, but it's something you root for in Greta Gerwig's. Yeah. Which, you don't really have that in the 90s one. Well, then why would you say that Christian Bale's is better? Because he acts, like, out the Laurie character more authentically. They don't even have a whole load of scenes between it's him and Kirsten Dunst. I love the subtlety of Little Women. Where yeah. you, you see it and you feel it, like... For example, when when they're in that scene that I was Josie, mentioning, you're forgetting the fact that Lori has like no and scenes she says, oh, with Amy oh, in the nineties one. He has oh, like no scenes with her. Oh, he's here. He's here. Can you take this off? Do I look okay? And he slowly removes her like apron, her apron, and that scene has there's tension there. Tension, yeah, yes, and chemistry. They don't. How? They don't have How it in the say, other one. But why would you say that that's the better? That he acted because, it out more. Because Lori's it's like having Lori's, to hit you over the head with a frying pan. Lori's arc. I'm going to be with you, Joe. I want to. Like that's what it's why like. Why do you make him sound like some creeper? I know. That's anyway, what Christian Bale sounds Lori like. Lori in. Lori. No, he, oh my talks god. Like Shut I'm sorry. Up about him sounding like Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> Lori as Timothy Chalamet's version, has the opportunity to have a completely different arc to Laurie in the 90s one. And the Laurie in the 90s one, his arc is amazing all on its own. And then you're kind of surprised at the end when you're like, oh, Amy and Laurie are getting married, and everyone's like looking at each other like, what happened, bro? 
Because, yeah. like, he was in love with Joe, like, five It makes ago. so much more sense in the... It in makes the more one. sense in the Greta Gerwig one. So, yeah. But I do think, just, like, the, I don't I don't know how to explain it. And other the than, impact that it has is even addressed yeah. more, probably, in this one. Than also, in- I hate the dude Cersei Ronan ends up with. No offense to that guy. He's I so freaking old. No, like, he looks... Excuse me? She's supposed to be, like, 20. No. And he looks like a 40-year-old man. No, he doesn't. He's in his he, 30s. He looks like a most. cradle robber. You want to talk about creeper? That dude that freaking Joe ends up with, he looks like a freaking creeper. Like, I was sitting there, and I was like, she's supposed to be, like, 20 years old. What is wrong with 40. you? Do you not date men? Like, I don't do date, you date baby men. boys? She's do young. Baby boys? Like, she's young. Do they still have diapers on? No, My goodness. but like you'd think she dates someone that was like nearly thirty. He's her age. He looks like okay. he's double you her age. Let's let's look at her. Look it up then. How old is the creeper man whose name I can't even remember <laughs> because all you've called him is creeper man? <laughs> well, you were hating on Christian oh, Bale. No, don't wait he's for me. Looking like his age. Don't wait for me, please. Please move on to the next topic while I find okay, out well, what you creeper find man's out. name is. Okay. Um. Well, do you want me to talk about the Fan Theory Fight Club? That being said, both versions of Little Women are great. You should watch <laughs> are both you of done? them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Louis Garrel. Louis Garrel. That's his yes. name. He's a French actor, by the way. Louis Garrel. He's a Frenchie. How old? 42. He's 40. what I say? Okay. Freaking sure she Ronan. You can't use that. She's been playing a 20-year-old for like 10 years. Just because she's 32 doesn't mean sure they're the same Ronan age. Sure she is 29 years old. Give me a break. 29 years old. I don't give a shit what so their that, real ages are. So that is an 11 the movie. year gap. 11. In the movie, he looks 40 and she looks hella 20. So what do you want me to do? Yeah, well, I mean, she is, you know, bathed in the fountain of youth. She looks like a kid constantly. Sure I she think that's because she's been working since she's a kid. It's hard to kind of, like... Well, what was her first film? Atonement. Was her first film? I oh, think right. so, unless she was, like, doing, like, model shit, like all the other kid actors. They're like, I was in a toddler's Huggies ad. That was my first role. I was two. And you're like, eh. What was your first one where you actually had lines? Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. On to our Fan 3 Fight Club. Sorry about the wait. We will be talking about... You're right. Atonement. Yeah. We will be talking about Knives Out. You know, I don't fear death, but, oh, God, I'd like to fix some of this before I go. Close the book with a flourish. I guess we'll see. Hmm? I guess we will. Hey, you had a long day. You wanted the drugs? You mean the good stuff? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh come on, send me through. La, la, la. Just ah. a tiny bit, okay? Why did I wait till my mid-ages to become a morphine user? What a schmuck. What a nudnik. <laughs> this stuff is the best. Oh, my God. Is there a problem? This is what I just give you 100 milligrams of. I messed up. You gave me 100 milligrams of the good stuff. <laughs> um, excuse me, but, but what is the good stuff's dosage supposed to be? Let's not call it that right now, okay? Three milligrams. Oh, that's much less. So this theory is from Reddit user Cheese and Onion Crisps, which honestly just makes me hungry. Um, but the whole theory is, it's kind of like a two-parter. So the first part talks about how Harlan, who is Christopher Plummer, he um, dies in it. Spoiler alert. That's basically the whole film, so I'm not spoiling too much. 
Um, he's dead, and you wonder who killed him. So then you see the events of the night, all the interactions, la di di la di da. Uh, long story short, someone tried to kill him. He kills himself anyway, but still, someone tried to kill him. Okay, so the intent there. You're doing a terrible job. I don't want to say who killed him. Because okay. they're so good. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to ruin this film because this movie... I think we really ruined this movie if we ruin this movie. So this film, given a little bit of structure, is about a very wealthy patriarch of a family and all of the family within it. Within it uh, they all come over, have a bit of a shindig. It's his, like, 80th birthday and, or some shit. Yeah. And he also includes, in all of these festivities... Oh, sorry, big yawn. His nurse... His nurse is a big part of it. She's a young... Marta, played by uh, Anna de Armas. Yeah. Young Latina I really liked her nurse. This. And they treat her I, is as she if... She, yeah. They treat her as if she's kind of part of the family. She's family, but, but is, they treat her like she's the help yeah, at the same time. Yeah, but there is very, one of those. very clearly a, def, a, a defined difference between who they are and who she is. So, Which is only exposed further after he dies. He dies. And and he dies in a in a rather graphic way. Yeah. So, um, then it all becomes, okay, well, who... It, it's not who really, killed him and who's getting the money? Yeah, who's getting... Because, like, he hella rich. Who's getting the money and when they find out who's getting the money, they all turn. The which, knives come out. And that's where your title comes which, from. Which literally kind of leads into the first thing. So, Harlan... And it's being investigated. Yes. By yeah. Daniel Craig, who went on to do Glass Onion... Another really enjoyable. I really enjoyed Glass Onion. I it loved was great. it. And everyone was shitting on it. I went in thinking I Catherine Hahn had done it because she's in her whole villain era right now. <laughs> so I was really it has excited. To be Catherine but it, it was exactly who it should have been based on like their history of being a villain. So I was like, oh, I'm it was not a, as it was a little it. bit more basic in terms. Janelle of Janelle Monae shines though, because like it's her mm -hmm. movie, her yeah. movie hands down. I forgot she was in it. She's got a great You forgot role. she's in it. She's, she's the whole she's movie. She's a big part of it. Yeah. Anyway, I was focused um, on the other, all the other like clue characters that I have to deal with. <laughs> Mrs. White. Okay, so here's here's the theory. So you want to do it? Or you want to do the theory? I can do the theory. I got it in front I of you. I have all of my notes. It, it looks like a crazy person's, but they're yeah, mine. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to do it. because but I have it. Go ahead. Okay, so the first part of the theory is that Harlan, who's Christopher Plummer, he always intended to kill himself the night that he kills himself of his 80th birthday or whatever. It's um, not an accident, basically, yeah. is the theory. Because... You find out as the movie goes on that he could have accidentally died, or it could have been a homicide. And yeah. you find out the details, the fine details, as you go through. And, anyway. and some of the, the evidence to back that up is that he's really complacent about death. When he finds out that he is in a situation where he's about to die... He's he, like, oh well, yeah. just another Tuesday. Very blasé about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So the theory is that he's probably terminally ill or something. That's why he's having morphine injections. Uh, it's why he why hired he a nurse. It's why yeah. he hired Marta in the first place, so that the family doesn't know how sick he is because he know he knows they're freaking sharks and leeches. Yeah. So when asked why she was hired by Daniel Craig's character and the other investigators, she says that he needed a friend. She doesn't say they hired him. They 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 hired her because he needed a nurse because he needed help, because the family couldn't help him, whatever. She says that he needed a friend. So after the party, Harlan then wants to fix things with family, quote, before I go, is one of the things he says. Kind of an important point to really stick in here as well, is knowing this family and how they're money grubbers, and, and like every way they turn, they're, they're asking for a little piece of the pie off of him. Would you, if you were sick, tell someone that you were, you know, might be dying? Because you can see how the family yeah. would be. Um, 
but when he says the whole before I go thing, it implies that he doesn't have much time. Um, there's two little issues with this. The one is, his mother is alive in this, and she's gotta be at least a hundred, cause, like, she sees everything, but doesn't say anything other than, is that you, grandson? She doesn't say anything else. <laughs> Um, and another thing that's mentioned is he's on painkillers for a, quote, shoulder injury, and they're to help him sleep. He's taking but morphine. He doesn't say specifically that it's the shoulder injury. Marta thing. says it's the shoulder injury. No, she says for pain. No, she says he has a shoulder injury, that's why he's taking the painkillers, and then for the pain, oh, morphine. Really explain it? Okay. And for right, the pain, morphine. Which, uh, or, sorry, to help him sleep, morphine. Um... Anyway, uh, Harlan also confronts people the same day of the party, which seems weird considering, you know, he wants everything to be okay before he goes, that he'd start, he'd start turning around and, like, causing fights. Um, he also changes his will a week before this party, also to shake things up a bit. So why, yeah, why would you do that? Unless you have plans on going out. Yeah, unless you think you might be dying. Um, he's also quick to grab the dagger. Like, Marta, who's uh, Anadarmus, she turns her back for like a second. She's like, oh my god, I can't believe I gave you this medication. She turns her back for five seconds. She turns around. This dude's got a dagger and he's like, it's fine. And he's ready to like cut his throat. You're like, whoa, what is happening? Like, don't worry about it, darling. Yeah. Like, Like, it's almost like, It was like like the dagger was in his pocket kind of thing. Oh, slight hitching plans. Oh, don't worry. Not, not, not hitching my plans. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other part of this theory, though, not only is he terminally ill and has already intended to kill himself, it's, uh, as we've mentioned before, you find out when the will comes out that everything is left to Marta, the nurse. And while her family is like, holy- da, da, da. Yeah, her family's like, holy oh, shit, we're gonna be rich. they lose it. They lose They can't believe it. They're shit. like, how good were you to him that he's giving you everything? Like, they can't believe it, but they're also super happy because they're like, we can have a decent life. Meanwhile, the family is super pissed. Like, they don't know if she's, you know, been having a secret relationship with him, or, you know, she's been doing other stuff. That she, They're like, why would he give it to you, of all people? You've known him, what, five minutes? We've been here all our lives. Like, they freak out. Um, so, at first glance, uh, there's probably two possibilities for why he would do this. Either he wants to reward her for her years of service and being a friend to him, or he wanted to punish his family for being entitled little bitches. You're, you've moved on to a separate theory, by the way. But they're connected. They're not. Yes, they are. They're, no. No, they're not. They're connected because it's the same movie. Anyway, uh, this is the third possibility that's also brought up by that cheese and onion crisps. This third possibility is that Harlan wants to pass on the job of running the family, kind of being the patriarch, handing it down to now a matriarch for Marta, um, of running the family to... And uh, having someone who's kind and honest at the helm of that to truly care about the Thromby family. Are they called the Thrombies? They have a weird name like that. Yes, yes, So he wants someone who actually gives a shit to run things, but also know enough about them to, you know, know the BS when you can smell it. Um, So... But hold on, hold on. When it comes to, like, your, your theory is that it serves two purposes. One, that he's rewarding... No, those Marta. are the two at like first glance, but Rewarding the third Marta possibility and punishing the family. But that's yeah, exactly. But that's not the reality because if he wanted to reward Marta, he would just you know give her enough. Okay, well, he, you have all of my money, and the properties go to so because this guy has so much that like he has a business, he has a house, he has you it, know it doesn't money. matter. It, it doesn't the, matter. In the theory, he has a lot. Yeah, like so there's different things he could give away. It's to different too people. much for one person to justify it without. 
for being something else. There's got to be a reason. So uh, Harlan, basically the theory behind this is that uh, Harlan wants to give his family a chance to not only stand on their own feet, but also give them options if they can't. So like uh, if uh, Meg, who is played by uh, Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why, love that girl. Oh yeah. Um, if she for some reason can't afford tuition, he knows that Marta would be kind enough to help her out with yeah. it. Uh, he, and he's if choosing Walt, someone, yeah. If Walt, who's Michael Shannon, his character, he needs to find a job of his own because he's not doing any more books, obviously, because he did. So he can't sell any more of the books by Christopher Plummer's character. If he can't find a job, she'd be able to help him out financially until he can get a job kind of thing. It's it's all about passing on the... Oh, sorry, big yawn. It's, it's all about passing on the role. Yeah. The role is the key. And thing. it's... Um, a good thing to notice is what you mentioned before that the family itself is like so broken and like they've turned on each other so much that leaving the so money to easily. an individual within it would have only led just like to others being cut off or hurt you can hear it when they're each being interviewed they they only have like snide remarks to say about each I'm other I'm the favorite you should ask about so and so they're a greedy leech yeah. I'm the favorite you should ask about so and so they're a greedy leech and just yeah. like points the finger yeah to Constantly each other. And I mean, if they mention anybody else, if, if Daniel Craig's character mentions so much as somebody else, it's like, why? What, what do we... Well, you know they did this, right? Like, they rat each You're other out. You're not talking out. about me anymore? They're bad. What More about me. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm, how I'm they are. I'm a great person. Um, but me? Oh, me? But the, So the family, not only if you gave it to one person, would turn on each other and cut each other off. At the same time, sharing it out to each of them it wouldn't work either because if one of them blew through all the money... Which they would. Yeah. Some of them, like, Tony Collette's character... She's the worst at money management, <laughs> I'd have to say, because he gives her, like, what is it, like, a hundred grand a month? I and she's no she's flying through this shit, and that's not even including the payments he's making so that the one daughter, who's uh, Catherine Langford, can go to a fancy university. Like, it, it's ridiculous. Um, where is she yeah. blowing the money? Because she lives there, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. So where's the money going? Anyway, um... So Marta, as his confidant, she's the only person who really knows um, who was cut from the will beforehand as well when he had these fights. And the key thing here, though, is that Harlan, where, where you're going with all of this, um, it, it's important to note that because she's his nurse and she spends so much time with him and she's allegedly doing this because he, quote unquote, needs a friend, um, is that he, he plays games with her. Yeah. Board games. Yeah, they'll play chess and stuff like that. They play Go. Yeah. And that's a big part of where you're going with this, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she knows the family secrets without sticking her nose in. Like, he's just shared this information with her, so she's in on what's what. But also, she's kind enough, like I mentioned before, to cut them back in if they had a problem. She can run things, but not be a pushover. And a big symbol of that. Um, so... Marta, because she's so close with him and they play all these games, she would do what's best for the family as a whole because she's so... Are you going to go where, where I think you're going to go? Go, 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 go. You can go right after I oh, said this one can little I just thing. say? But I'm, I'm almost done. This is my last thing, I swear. Okay. So she'd not only do what's best for the family as a whole, which is what uh, that Harlan was trying to do before, but... Um, and the reason she... why we know this is... Can I go? Yeah. Okay. So he, she plays Go, and the way she plays Go, the strategy she uses when she plays the game, he takes that into account because it exemplifies why she would be a good person 
to take over the family. Other families are all players to win. They don't yeah. think about everything anybody else. They'll waste what money that they're given. They will selfishly hoard. They will do everything in their self-interest, but they don't strategize in a way that benefits other people as they play. And her go strategy, when she plays, she creates these beautiful patterns that when you look at the big picture, she would ultimately do what is best for the family as a whole. And that is what Harlan sees. And that is why he chooses her. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know what the fan theory is. I feel like we've had two of them here. Well, they're connected. The Not one really. is that they're, he's they're from the same movie. That's the, one, the only connection. The one is that they think he's terminally ill, and as a result, he's made all these plans in advance. But the thing that connects it is the fact that he made these plans and has it that Marta is going to be in charge of everything because he's terminally ill and he knows that she can take care of things while he's gone. They're connected. So what's the theory? They're, I told you it's a dual one. That Harlan is terminally ill beforehand because of how the fa the fan theory is that he's secretly ill. He's, he's already going to sick, die anyway. and he wants Marta to take over the family. Believable, and, and, very believable, and take care of it while he's gone. Okay, and the other theory is that he didn't just choose her because he wanted to reward her, but and punish his family, but in fact that he wanted to do the opposite, which he was wants have to her assume the keep role them together, to protect them. Yeah, he wants to keep them together, and this is his way of doing that. I don't buy the second one. Cause just because of the way he is, I don't buy the second one so much. Because he he is a bit of a cheeky yeah sod. Why would he like burn up the relationships the way that he does? He likes a bit of drama. That's what they say. <sighs> they say he did like drama. Mm. So it's like you know save your drama for your mama. It, it's like if Chris Jenner left it to you know a bodyguard and they were like you yeah. why you yeah I'm leaving it to Rocky. Rocky has all the money. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, Rocky. Hi. How are you? Hi. <laughs> sister, do you really like? Who's your favorite Kardashian-Jenner? And then you're like, my bodyguard is Rocky. Your bodyguard was Phil. And Rocky is no Phil. And okay. you can just see the, the little... So back on track, I never should have mentioned moments. the Kardashians because you've gone somewhere else. <laughs> Um, that's it for a fan theory. I believe both of them, because I do think he does love a bit of drama, so while there would be a lot of tension and issues initially, I think by the end of it, you think, you know what, they might actually agree to this shit. Because she's holding the mug that says, isn't, doesn't it say my house, my rules? No idea. She's wearing, she's, she's got the, like, the, like, shawl around or the blanket, and she's holding that mug. Are you talking about Marta? Yes. At the end of it all. Oh, okay. I think she's holding the mug remember. that says my house, my rules. And they all just look up at her. And it's a different look. They don't look at her like they despise her anymore. It's like, oh shit, we're gonna have to live with this. Respect. And respect the she's decision. In Specifically, um, Jamie Lee Curtis in it. She pissed. She, she's pissed initially, but at the end of it, she almost has a smile on her face. Like a sense of respect. Like, I'm fine with you having this. Yeah. As long as we treat each other properly, we're good. Yeah. And, you know, people who are bad clearly so are not going to get a good... I don't agree with the second... I, I just don't. I don't know why. I like I both of them. I think... I mean, I like the theory. I don't think it's valid for the second one just because I just don't think he is... That nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's like... Yeah, he's like, I'm going to burn this bitch. Like, there's no way. And you can have my ashes. That, that would just be hurtful to her. And so you do think it's one of the initial face value possibilities that he's like, I'm going to give it to Marta, so thank you, girl, but you also win, screw them. You lose. Yeah. yeah. You win and you suckers lose. Like, I think that's what it comes down to. 
But I do think that he was planning to die, so that's why he would do it. That's why he would start burning bridges. Yeah. And, yeah. So I, I agree so with I don't the have first to deal with this. Theory. I don't agree with the second one. I like both of them because okay. I do think that he does. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're not even done. You oh, still okay. have to convince me about our third film, yeah, which is da, 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 Scent of a Woman. I guess you really like women. Oh, above all things. A very, very distant second is a Ferrari. Charlie? Give me a hand. This is just the start of your education, son. Hoo-ha! Like, so, just to give you a bit of a... a I'm gonna give you pearls. I'm gonna give you pearls. Okay, so I just want to let you know on something. Uh, considering all the people that have played gangsters, you know, you got your classics, you got De Niro, you got Pacino, you got Pesci, He's you got Ray Liotta. He's a colonel. Al Pacino is not my favorite actor. Oh, Pacci? You don't I like don't, Pacino? No. He, no. I, yeah, I just don't. I'm not, not his biggest fan. I, I just feel like he plays De Niro. He's just playing De Niro. De Niro is the one that I think is really good. Like, uh, I love Robert okay. De Niro. You but, know they're, they're very much weren't friends for a very long time, right? Well, you know what side of that I was on. That's yeah. like the Taylor Swift, Katy Perry thing. You know what side of that I was on. They did a movie called Heat where they're literally just talking into a diner, in a diner with each other, and it's the most expensive, unnecessary CG ever because they weren't in the scene together. They had to CG them both in. Yeah. Ba well, like, to, to sew the, the scenes together because they just hated each other that much. It's insane. And that's I when mean, you just they resolved it since. That's when you should just recast. No, it's a good movie. Uh, but uh, that being said, I don't really like Al Pacino. Okay. No offense to him. I, he's a good actor in his own right. It just movie. doesn't do it for me. And I also think that it's important because I know that he's supposed to be blind in it. Yes. I do think that they should have had real blind representation instead of just putting Pacino in it. I but he's really good. I, that was one of my selling points. I know that he's good. Oh my god. Leonardo DiCaprio is brilliant as a guy with a developmental disorder and what's eating Gilbert Grape. But it's not the best thing for real representation. But they're, but they're and, acting. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think it would have been really good to have someone who was actually blind doing it and showing off that kind of representation and getting that out there because you don't see a lot of people that are blind or deaf. Well, there might be some Other issues. than like... The movie Coda that with came the, out with the driving of the. I, uh, I feel like they basically disappear in the background and are used for little yeah, part roles you, you instead of being the main. Okay, role. you haven't seen this film. Yeah, I know he's supposed to be great. I've seen he, bits and pieces. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not where I'm going with this. Okay. He drives a Ferrari at one point. I don't think they should really put a blind person behind the wheel of, of a Ferrari. The fact that he's pretending kind of works in this situation. So let's let's just start with that. Um, yeah. So this movie is fantastic. I really, really think you would enjoy this movie, just purely based on, you know what, there's so many things. Okay, just a briefing on the story, Chris O'Donnell has an ethical conundrum. Chris O'Donnell? Chris O'Donnell is the main character of this film. It's Chris O'Donnell and Al Pacino. You are joking. No, Chris O'Donnell. Baby do you know Chris how, O'Donnell. Do you know how little they show Chris O'Donnell in this? When you watch any clips of this friggin' movie- Daisy, he's all over the place, it's just the two of them. I'm not even kidding, Chelsea. All the clips I've seen of Scent of a Woman, he's not even in it. Okay, well, you haven't seen a lot of them then. 
because he's in everything. So he's at he's at school. He's at a prestigious school, but he's not he's like he's gonna be like a baby in this. He's a baby. Yeah, he's a baby. He's he's not the wealthiest of the kids there. I think he's a scholarship kid. And he's oh, a, I'm liking this already. And he's risking potentially losing his scholarship. Um, because he's put into an ethical conundrum where does he rat somebody out? Does he not rat somebody out? And he has that problem. Did they blind he, out? But he you decides. Know? Is that to, what he's trying to no. do? No, he decides to pick up some extra money by um, taking a job watching over um, at the request of his family at a retired colonel, and he's blind, and it turns out to be Al Pacino. Well, Al Pacino plays the role amazingly. He is he's abrasive. And like a little bit in your face, but there's a lot to him. Like, question: Does it give um, uh, what's the French movie with the black guy who's in prison? Lace, um, on Touchable. Yes. Yes. Is it does it give that energy? Because um, I like Lace and Touchable. Or the upside when they did it with Kevin Hart and uh, Brian Cranston? N- no, because no, it doesn't. No, uh, in the sense that that um, Chris O'Donnell is far more well mannered than than the retired Colonel is. Al Pacino is rough around the edges. Oh, okay. Um, and on top of it, he is not um, w- well spoken or quiet or or helping him in that way. And it's not like that. It's not that kind of movie. I was really into it when but I thought ha- it could but be he like has, plays in two shops. I love that. He has like a bucket list of sorts. Yeah. And and he doesn't quite realize that it's a bucket list. That's part I mean, spoiler. Part of the, the story is that he has intentions to die. Um by his own hand. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and that is kind of what the movie is about. But he is experiencing life to the absolute fullest, or living his best life, as as you youngins say. Yolo. Um, until that moment, and he's just along for the ride. And while he's experiencing all of this, he's coming face to face with some life lessons that he's taking away, um, and he's using that to kind of express how he's going to get out of this conundrum at school on on the back side of the film because it, it's it's on his mind but it's yeah. been put to the back. Well, it's, you can't really focus on much else when you've got you got this. Well, there is a just I know you love dance. There is a scene in this where he's dancing. The tango scene, which yeah. is a, an absolute abomination of a tango just to be honest, but it has such rich emotion in it. It is such a great scene. It is so so Is that good. where he gets the scent of a woman? Uh, he when talks, he's dancing with the woman? Uh, he talks about a scent of a woman, and it's not exactly that, but, but yeah. Your face makes me think it's something really disgusting and it's, vulgar. Oh yeah, he's vulgar. Like, the colonel is vulgar. Um, but this movie is very much a... a movie about brotherhood, and, and what that means, and being a man, and what that means, and it is both, like, intellectually captivating, as well as emotionally very fulfilling as well to watch. I highly, highly recommend it. And it's the thing that Al Pacino won the Oscar for. So think of all the things Al Pacino has been in that might have credited him with an Oscar. This is the one I don't that use that. Does. I don't use that as a grade. I don't use it that He's this was what they won their Oscar this. for. Because sometimes it's a good thing. Like, oh yeah, I see why they won. This well, was their best role. But then for, sometimes for the when you see it, like Leo winning for Revenant and he said it. He, Revenant. Reverend? Revenant? Revenant. Okay. He should have been winning when he was, like, ten years old doing What's Eating Gilbert Grape. You can't get over that. 
Like, he did you such a good job. That. He did such a good job, and he gets, like, no credit for it. Every night it's, in it's my so annoying. dreams. That's it. I, I won't let go, whenever, Jack. Whenever, I won't let go. Whenever I think of what's eating Gilbert right now, I think about how you hadn't seen it, and I sat there and I was watching it with you, and then 40 minutes before the end, spoiler alert, mom walks in and she says, has the mom died yet? And I was like... That was hilarious. <laughs> I was looking like, what are you doing? That like, was amazing. My eyes bugged out. I couldn't believe it. The end of the movie is when the mother dies, and we were 40 was, minutes from the end, and she goes, yeah. has the mom died yet? And I was like, no! <laughs> And Chelsea yeah. was sitting there. I can't watch a damn film. If I don't go and watch... This is why I go and see movies when they come out. If I don't go and watch the movie when it first comes out, someone will ruin it for me. I don't know why I am like flypaper for freaks. They all decide to like come at me telling me, hey, 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 Kaiser Soze is you, this guy. Like, you know, I'm like, no. I hey, Snape dies, Snape dies. I'm, I'm totally oh. fine with spoilers now because I'm sure there's other parts of the movie that I oh won't see God. coming or that I will enjoy just as much that I don't care about the spoilers. Like... Sixth Sense ruined for me. I'm just going through them in my mind. I'm having, I'm oh, living through Sixth stuff. Sense was ruined for everyone usual who's ever suspects, seen a movie. Usual suspects. No, I was young. I could have seen it and not had that issue. <laughs> Everything is ruined for me. Harry Potter. I saw that too, like the second week it was out and it was ruined for me because I didn't see it the first day. What was ruined for you in Harry Potter? <sighs> you read the books. Some people died. Which ones? What, I mean, what I guess, are we I guess on? That's are we on? A, are we but on? You don't, know whether, you don't know whether or not they're going to. to I'm not gonna lie. The, the person that really devastated me, who died in Harry Potter, was one that I didn't think would devastate me, and it's because you found out so much about the person when they died. Are we, who are we talking about? Later, way later. Are we talking about the elf? No, I cried. When, when sobbed. Spoiler alert. Dobby. When Dobby dies and they're on the sand. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I was beside myself with I, grief. My my ex husband went and saw that movie oh with god. me, and he looked over. He went, "Are you crying?" Shut up! Don't look at me. I would not. I just looked at him like, "How can you not be, you heartless pig?" <laughs> like I was just so so hurt. You went back like seven years, and you heartless pig. Yeah. How I, could you? I was just. So so oh, it's devastating destroyed. because you know what is so a, be a beautiful thing between Harry and Dobby is shirts. when he gives him a sock and yeah. he says, "You gave me a sock, so Dobby he's free." Is free. And it's like piss on you yeah. to Draco's dad. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, that's <laughs> second movie, by the way, but that's fresh in your but, mind. But when that through. happens, from then on, Dobby's just like he's living a good life. Yeah. He's not gonna be a servant no more and yeah. treated like shit. And you're like, Dobby, Dobby had such a shot one sock on his foot, and he's like, I am the king. Walking. I'm walking <laughs> through the city. Yeah. You don't need to give me pity. <laughs> like he was just so happy from so, then on. It's really difficult to come to terms with the fact that he's not going to be around when it's all said and done. Yeah. Like, the one I was talking about was I one of the professors, it. when one of the professors dies. And they, you find, yeah. And you yes. find out about you everything. You find out the backstory. I yes. was sitting there, and I was yeah. pissed, and I was upset. By the way, I'm forcing my current husband to go, I, I say my to current husband, husband because he might divorce me for making him do this. <laughs> he's not a fan of Harry Potter in any way, shape, or form, and I, I have made him watch two and and he says so how many are left now like two or three i'm like there's eight movies and he goes what every two days <laughs> we have the same conversation we watch another one like this was the first one and then we got to the two and i said hey you're a quarter way through quarter quarter of the way we're we only watched, on two we've watched there's eight how many have i watched i said we've only watched two quarter 
quarter? What does that mean? <laughs> You're quarter. doing the math. The math is not nothing. And I'm like, there's eight movies. There's eight. I'm like, we just had this conversation <laughs> when we watched to the be first fair, one. To be fair, seven and eight are the same film. They just made it really, really long. Um, yeah, they have three. The same, they're part part two. Three. <laughs> That's how that works. Three, you can skip because it's just time Speaking travel. Of which, speaking of parts that I've really enjoyed, I cannot believe I did this because I said I wasn't going to. We I abandoned Sense of a Woman. I, I feel have, so bad. Sense of a Woman is fantastic. You should just watch it. There's there's nothing else to it. I will that. watch it. Let's go back to where we were. Okay, so I have accidentally watched all of the Mission Impossible movies. And I say accidentally because I oh, intended to watch the first one. You nearly made me gag it. on my drink. Quite enjoyed it. And then watched oh. the second and third one as they came out. And really enjoyed those, right? And I was a kid and I was like, that's it. And then years passed and then they went, hey, let's keep going. So they started making more and more movies of it. And I have somehow, either through DVD viewing, streaming, no, not even streaming. This is how old this is. I have accidentally <laughs> seen all of these. I've gone to the theater or watched DVDs for almost, no, all, every single one of them. I've seen every single one. I and I why. came to this last one. I've seen Barbie twice now. So, and, and only twice. And that's only because I'm running out of people who are willing to go with me. And I said, okay, I got to go watch something else. My, my best friend has purchased it for me. I've got me. two films in theaters right now that I want to see. Shh, 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 shh. I'm not done my story. Okay. Let me finish. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, that wasn't a very Barbie-like thing to do. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, okay, well, what else is that? Oh, you know what? Before they get rid of it, let's give it a try. I know it's a part one, and my goal was to not watch it in the theater, watch it just before part two came out, and then see part two in the theater. But it was fucking great. I, it was arguably the best one I have seen. <laughs> I was enthralled, and it was a part one, and it ended with a conclusiveness that that went. I went. Makes you go. There's oh. a second part, and it it was a nice. It wasn't a cliffhanger in the traditional sense, but it had enough there that I was like, I will definitely be watching the second part, which is great because maybe they will actually finish doing this with this series, but I doubt it. I'm sure there's as long as Tom it. Cruise can jump off a building, yeah. break an Achilles tendon. I think and come he's back. running out of that though, because like you can kind of see that he's like. He's, a little labored when breathing. Yeah, he's he's huffing a little. Yeah. <laughs> he won't be um, hanging on to planes forever. By the way, little fun fact, my current husband, like I, like I said, we're, we're not done the Harry Potters yet. Um, he was actually asked to be a stand-in for Tom Cruise because at the time, like not so much anymore, but at the time he looked very much like Tom Cruise from the back. He had, like, they could do all of the shots from the back because he had the same hair he had the same body type. Yeah. He looks like Tom Cruise from the back. So... I'd be using that everywhere, you know? Yeah. I'd be like, you know... I oh, look, I'm Tom Cruise, but only on the ass side. I, I look like Amber Tamblyn if you look at my left side. <laughs> if you look like, at I'd my ponytail directly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be doing that. But yeah, and but the funny thing about that is he, he actually turned down one of his stand-in roles for... I can't... It was something trivial... I can't remember exactly. It's like he wanted to go tobogganing with the kids or something like that, and that's what he did. So, anyway, I just thought... Well, there's only so many times you can be Tom Cruise from the back before you're like, I want to be someone yeah. else from the back. And then, Let me be Al Pacino in Scent of a Bear woman. in mind also, my husband has a problem with heights. In in the sense, not, not like being at a height, like heights. Like, 
like most men, where they're like, I'm five foot ten. No, I'm six foot. No, you're five foot eight. Huh? You don't know this? Men have a problem where they, they have to pretend they're tall when they're not? Yeah, like most things. He's obsessed with knowing the heights of all different celebrities. He wants to know every single one of them. He doesn't care who they are. How are how tall are they in relation to him? Oh, I'm taller than her. Good. Things like that. Mom does a similar thing with celebrity but women he, that are want, short. They wanted him to be the stand-in <laughs> for Tom Cruise. And I was like, you know, Tom Cruise is like notoriously quite on the short side, right? Mm. No, no. No, I don't think so. I'm much taller than him. No, you're not much taller than him. I don't think they care. When they do oh. stand-ins, as long as your hair and, like, you look the same. certain things that they need in the shot look the Get same, they it. don't care about the rest. Yeah, they can fix the angle. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. It's the same thing with what they did. The woman who plays Monica in an episode of Friends at one point during a scene where they're going back and forth, and it's, like, a classic mistake in Friends where you actually see the woman's yeah. face, yeah. looks nothing like Courtney Cox, but it, she but has just the does. right hair yeah. that it, it perfectly fits. It's all about what they need for the scene. Mm -hmm. That's why you have stuff like a butt double and, you know, a, a boob double and this is, you know, them from behind. All sorts of shit like that. All these people. So really my point was, in terms of part one, part twos, it was a good part one. We from like Harry Sensible Woman and I don't know how we got here. I don't know either. Don't know. Tracy. Anyway, Scent of a Woman, phenomenal movie. I don't feel. Like I will I... watch it. You won the twist, the sister. Yeah, I don't need to justify. I, I think anything. that's the end of the it's episode. So I think we've really we've dragged this Thanksgiving one out. Like every Thanksgiving dinner, it, it was supposed to I'm take a half hour, and we're here two hours later. movies and Harry Potter. That's what I am I'm thankful, thankful for. for. Little Women, Knives Out, and Scent of a Woman. Even though I've not I'm seen it yet. I'm thankful for... It gives us something to argue about. That, I'm thankful for the, for the speech that Wednesday Adam does in, in Adam's Family Values. Oh my god. That's, that's a good one for me. Okay. Yeah. We are thankful that you listen as well. We are very thankful for that. Yeah. Have a good Thanksgiving. Or belated Thanksgiving. Happy or belated, future Thanksgiving say, if you're in the States. Canadian Thanksgiving yeah. only. Or happy future Thanksgiving in the States yeah. or other places where they celebrate in November. Yeah. Get going, U.S. You know what? You are right. Little what? Women does have Thanksgiving energy. Because it's American. They're freaking Thanksgiving's Thanksgiving in November. Yeah. They're sitting there exactly where I'm talking about. But, it, but it's not really colder, though, because, like, it's, it's colder November. for us. It's colder for us. We see it and go, oh, but that's it's, November. But, it, but it's what I was saying, you know, it's starting to snow, but you can still wear a light jacket. It's not for them. That it wouldn't start to snow know. for them. Never mind. I take back what I said. <laughs> it, it's, it's still the weird middle mm. ground energy. Anyway, thank you guys listened. We'll, you'll be hearing from us next week. You'll be hearing from our lawyers is what I thought you were going to say. You'll be hearing from our lawyers about the fact that it's very clearly not October and that's Canadian Thanksgiving. Okay. I have some serious issues to contend with Greta Gerwig. We have to rectify this. I'm not going to pick on Greta. I won't do that. <laughs> it's a joke. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> Greta Bye, everyone. Bye.